0: Hi, I'm Charles.
1: I'm Christine. And
0: And we eat stuff.
1: Hello, friends, and thanks for tuning in once again to the podcast, We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. This is Christine Guthrie here from We Eat Stuff. Welcome. In this podcast, we are seeking out people in St. Louis related food, cooking, drinking and eating. We're sitting down today with someone we've had many requests to have on the show. I'm really excited to present a long form interview with Tony Saputo. Who is Tony Saputo? He's a big name in the St. Louis bar world. Uh, People are constantly mentioning him to us as someone they look up to and as an influence. And that's the thing about Tony. He's kind of intimidating looking, honestly, but he is seriously the nicest guy you will ever meet, and he's also the most down-to-earth and very humble.
2: There's people who say that I might be one of the best in St. Louis. I say I'm the luckiest.
1: This interview is a bit longer than our usual podcast format, but Tony was lamenting to us the fact that a lot of uh, media outlets don't take the time to get to know their interviewees, so. We have a very wide-ranging conversation with Tony, and it takes us to some interesting places. Thanks so much for tuning in, and please enjoy our conversation with Tony Saputo. Hey,
2: Tony. Hi. What's up? I am licking the wounds from a very busy week. Opening up a <laughs> benevolent king. For so sure. Well,
1: yeah.
3: thanks for coming over. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it.
2: Thanks for having me. Uh, uh, I've been meaning to get here for a long time ago. Yeah. And, uh, sorry it took this long. We're, we're all a <laughs> right. busy. Yeah
0: it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of hours. I imagine. In the yeah. Industry, so.
2: Yeah, running at three o'clock. You can't even call Tom Time Cowboy a Bar. It was. I mean, it's just a circus. It's an entertainment venue. <laughs> For a while, we were trying to get everyone to make make them believe that Time of Cowboy was a resort and, like, your tr- m- tramp transported into this magical place that's just crazy all the time, you know? Mm. But you need... It's just... It's a lot. You wake yeah. up and you go, Time of Cowboy, and you go to sleep, going to Time of Cowboy. <sighs> so geez, yeah, It's nice. all there. Yeah. But it's great. They still have a, a great staff and... You know they're doing really well, so yeah, it's awesome. But
1: tell us about what well, you have this this mason jar here. Cool. What are you so, going to do for us?
2: Uh, this is one of the benevolent king cocktails because after that menu, I really can't be creative for at least another week or two. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> um, but um, this is actually um pretty much like. I mean, it's a Manhattan in every sort of way. Um, based on an old, uh, like mid 1800s recipe where they actually added uh, curacao to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I infuse uh, orange curacao with allspice and Madagascar clove, just to give it a little bit more depth, mm-hmm. give it a little bit more ride. You know, a lot of times, I remember when I first started working on drinks, I would, I would uh, you know, I'd be working with Seth a lot and I'd show them something you'd just be like oh it's it's just uh it's too long and the finish is just it never ends and mm-hmm. I'd always be like so so what <laughs> mm-hmm. so and this is kind of what it does you know but also um you know I'm going back and forth on like letting people know like what what I'm actually making this with and not like I kind of like the idea of the old Trader Vic idea of like mm-hmm. having some mystery behind it I'm, mm-hmm. I'll tell you it's it's really great whiskey it's, some of my favorite ryes and uh, one bourbon's in there hmm. uh, just to kind of round it out to make it not so dry. Which um, ones? I don't, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if I want to tell you. Oh,
0: <laughs> I see, I see. I, I, I kind of, <laughs> I, I like, you know. I, <laughs> that's fine. I, don't have to rel- rel- No, crazy. no, I know, I
2: know. I'm not trying to be like, it's just, <laughs> I am being like, it's a secret, but I think there's, there's some, a little bit of art and mystery behind it. I would say it's definitely worth every penny. Um, mm. And that's kind of like, uh, my confliction on it is like sure. you should know that it's high quality but i, I also think that like at, at this point people who are coming and drinking there like there's a certain trust there and they know that you know i'm i'm not a brand guy i hate actually i've strongly dislike the peppy uh, phenomenon that's happening mm-hmm. where, yeah. and stuff like that where you're just buying a bottle i mean it's, it's good yeah. juice but it's Mm. you know well our 12 years amazing and I don't think I've ever tried Peppy Van Winkle I think I've never, yeah. never, never, never it's good seen, yeah. it's good uh, save your money don't buy <laughs> don't buy the 23 year because it's just it's pretty much just a giant dry out dried out walnut but like <laughs> the 18, 18 years delicious and you know all the other uh, aspects of it it's all great whiskey it's just the, the phenomenon behind it and the marketing behind it is what's what's really uh, kind of frustrating to me you know mm. um Anyway, let me get on the streak and then we can talk about that. yeah okay. so I can talk about that forever. Yes. Um, so the Rex is a proprietary blend of uh, some Rize and uh, bourbon and then also uh, a blend of House vermouth. So we have two House vormous, Um, Always a blend. When I first started hearing bars say House vermouth, I'm like, oh, that's cool. They keep red wine. They actually make their own vermouth and blah, blah, blah. And then I just learned out that most cocktail bars just mix Punta Mez and Cogi Di Torino. And I go, oh.
3: <laughs>
2: but, uh, you know, and it still makes sense. It's delicious ver- vermouth. It's great. Um, this is uh, also a blend of three different vermouths. Our other house blend is also three different vermouths. Um, just another way to, just to keep the dynamic going, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, It's another thing I just like to keep secret. It's a very secretive thing. <laughs> I'm going to give you guys a little bit more than me just because okay. I got a busy day. Well, not busy day, but. It's my first day off in a minute. Yeah. And. Uh,
1: you wanted to enjoy it. I hear you. And you
2: got a wee one, too. Yeah, more importantly, uh, mom and the wee one want to enjoy it, you know? Mm. Fair, Fair enough, sure. yeah. Like,
0: well, alright, dad's going back to bed. Yeah, I
2: can't... No, I think...
1: I think this day is marked on the calendar uh,
2: mm-hmm. as, like, this is the day you're not working, yeah. period. Yeah, family you know? day. Yeah, oh yeah, it's important. Oh, and then also... Uh-huh. and then also I, the bitters are just jerry thomas bitters there mm-hmm. just the best ever and then these are uh the Hassel ranute cherries that i make mm-hmm. so ever since eclipse uh, nice. mm. um, i think seth started making the cherries for eclipse just because mm. luxardos are so freaking expensive mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but um ever since then when i left eclipse and I, I moved on um every place i worked has like pretty much their mm-hmm. own cherries. so mm-hmm. there's a cardamom and vanilla one at Layla that I did, and mm-hmm. then Atomic did like a, a smoked pepper one mm-hmm. with a little bit of cayenne in it. And uh, so this one is the house Ranu, which is like um pretty much uh Ben Parimba's like blend of um, there's a whole bunch of stuff in it, but uh, from what I can remember, remember it's coriander, cumin, um, some fennel seed. I actually add ginger to it afterwards, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I just break it down, let it, let the cherries macerate it, and, and mm-hmm. it comes out freaking banger. So the cherries Sweet. is a Sweet. huge important part of it. Too.
1: Excellent. Yeah. So. Okay, Wait. is this one on the menu? Yeah, it's the Which Rex. Which one is it? The Rex. Right here. Lovely.
2: King's blend. Secondly. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. Very good. good. Cheers. man. Thank tan. you so much, Luke. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you.
1: Mm. it's good. Very nice. Very good. Very nice. Mm. Mm. so Tony um tell everyone
0: sorry <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just just sound
1: effects
2: maybe uh, maybe uh, not use a coaster I'll just hold on to it's alright no. <laughs> tell
1: everybody who, who you are
2: um who are you my name is Tony Saputo um I've been bartending for 12 years in St. Louis um uh, I've been able to travel uh, across the United States and i met bunch of different famous bartenders and worked mm. alongside some of them um there's people who say that i might be one of the best in this st louis i say i'm the luckiest mm. in st louis um what do you mean by that there's no such thing as the best for one because mm. uh, it's it's all subjective and mm. more than that like i can give you three guys who aren't nearly as jaded and work you know are very ambitious oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but uh, really, I just mean like you know I've been very very fortunate. Uh, you know, um, I was just going to college. You know, I worked at I worked at some uh, hardcore clubs, some punk rock clubs, and uh, just bartended out of necessity because you know I was one of the few guys that didn't really steal from those places, and I became a manager really quick, and, <laughs> and then like just start bartending, didn't know much about it. Um, there's a guy named Vinoy who's a, a really great friend of mine and uh he was like the first guy I bartended with that was like you know if you if you bartend there's a sense of care to it and he really just taught me how to care and I think mm. that foundation was what really helped me along the way you know um and like we were working at just a, a crappy dive the owners mm. didn't care mm. our employees our other the other employees didn't really care you know I mean like we would just Play shows make fun of the bands that were playing and, and then drink the night away yeah. you know and mm-hmm. uh vinoy always taught me this like sense of respect with it and uh it's kind of funny he he's kind of shy or he's very shy is not the right word but he's very uh introverted mm-hmm. so um he kind of like if we're out in public and people are are talking to me and just being like oh you're this bartender guy and everything's cool. I like point of I'm like, this guy taught me everything I know. And he's just like, shut up. Don't tell anyone, you know, <laughs> yeah. forever. He worked at Pinnacle and he would never even, he never went to bartend. He used to want to be involved with people anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And he would just work as a bar back. And his favorite mm-hmm. thing is my favorite thing I'd watch him do is these kids. these washi kids. They're just, you know, drunk loop rats would just come in and be like, Hey, Hey, Hey can I get, you know, vodka Red Bull, Vaca Red Bull and like yelling at the top of his head and he would just look at him and this is like a large Indian man covered in tattoos from head to toe and like he would just look at him and give him this blank stare like there's nothing inside these eyes for you and then like just go back to work <laughs> and it was the coolest look ever of just like playing like this is not what I'm here for I'm not I'm not doing it, you know mm-hmm. He he cared a lot about uh, what he did he, you know especially even there like yeah. he had a job and he did it and he was great at it so mm-hmm. cool.
1: so he's kind of one who got who, who taught you the the rules and the ropes
2: just the yeah just the foundations and everything like that and then mm-hmm. I was uh going to college I was touring in a in a signed metal band uh called a uh, lie by mistake hmm. and I was doing that for a long time and I was bartending on the flip side of that and uh i was kind of looking at i was like 26 years old at the time and I, I was like just kind of like looking at the bands uh i was touring with at the time we were doing a co-headline or not co time i was direct support for uh between the berry and me which is a really huge metal band if you're going to play metal mm. that's as, probably as big as you can get as this band mm. and uh i was like kind of like looking at them and seeing like what they're going through and reflecting on what I was going through and realized that, you know, maybe, maybe the music career is not, not the the path to go. You know, uh, I was very ambitious with it and I worked really hard and the band worked really hard. Those guys trusted me with their lives for seven years. And, you know, I kind of met all my goals. I got to travel the, the country, like playing music that I made that find people that loved it and like influence like fans and stuff like that. Like, this one kid he was like he would go to our shows like from the beginning he lived mm. in Carbondale and he called me one day and he's like 22 year old kid he's like I'm seeing this 36 year old woman she <laughs> wants to take me away from my parents house and elope and and like I remember spending this was like am time days you know and I remember spending like an hour and a half on AI like AOL instant messenger <laughs> just being like dude do not do this like you're gonna ruin your life you know uh, and like uh. I feel like I need some popcorn
0: right now. Right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got
2: I'm I'm lucky, you know. Yeah, uh, you did. Yeah, by I've, lucky, I've you're... gotten I've gotten a lot of experiences in a short time. You know, I I've just uh, I feel like I've I've had a couple of lifetimes in me, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm very blessed. You know, looking back at it. So, I mean, and by lucky, you mean that other people fall down
0: these sort of pits in life and kind of sucking things, or
2: well, it's that, and just like you know, I I had a path drawn out for me, like, you know, I could have gone to college as long as I wanted, I love school, I love learning, Mm. Uh, I actually was, you know, I quit the band and went back to school to study astrophysics, but, um, Mm. really cool, yeah, well, nice, you know, I didn't, (laughs) well, we'll get back to that, (laughs) but, um, you know, but, uh, it's just, you know, I think I learned more, like touring and just throwing myself out there and like making believing in something and trying to make it work Mm -hmm. i think i learned more doing that than any school would ever teach me you know Mm -hmm. and it wasn't wasn't easy and i I remember this one time like you know i started touring when i was 19 so there was one time it was earlier on and like we weren't doing guarantees and like you would drive like six, six hours to play a show and they might give you like thirty bucks and you just have to be like, Thank mm. you, no problem. Like that was just the name of the game. Like mm. it was DIY or die. So you just mm. you just did everything you could. And um, and there was one time it was just like we we're at the show, it was like two hours before we played, and like I think I had forty five dollars left in the band fund. And like I was kind of personally broke too. Mm. And I I was like, I don't know how we're gonna make it, you know. And I remember I, I called my mom and i was just like look like I don't know what to do right now like I don't know how we're gonna get to the next city I don't know what to do and she goes well this is the life you chose so cause you had an easier life for you yeah. you know and she goes you'll figure it out yeah. and like we did and luckily that night we made like $250 we got to the next city and the rest of the tour just actually panned out Jeez. and it was Oof. awesome <laughs> and uh, You know, but, um, that moment being like, I'm asking you for help. She's like, no, like, I think in the, in the, in the, uh, moment, like you were like, oh, come on, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an only child too. So, and I, I I hear we tend to be spoiled, but, um, you know, that stuck with me for a long time and it was like, man, like, what if I got that? What if that was easy? You know? Mm. And as many times as, like, my family's already bailed me out of just me being stupid or, sure. you know, getting me out of jail and stuff like that. Not that I had, like, an extensive criminal career, just traffic tickets and stuff like that that sure. I just refused to take care of. <laughs> and um, it stuck with me, you know, and mm. uh, I, th- I, think, I think it really helped me. And there's, there's been times where things are hard and I don't know what to do, and it's like, well, I'll figure it out. Like, I'll get there, you know so it's kind of a big thing hmm. I forget what the hell we were talking about I'm just yeah. going right I think just came okay. a phrase, just you just can't say the phrase just feel very lucky and feel very yeah. blessed well right? you know I also I think like I, I think it was um, you know I I think I was listening to Seth Wallman's podcast hmm. and I listened to Doc's <laughs> podcast and uh, the Seth one kind of hit, hit hard because within 12 minutes we st- they started talking about me <laughs> and like uh I don't know, I just, I I think it's just, with, with the restaurant and everything like that, I've, I've been really reflective since I knew I was going to do this, you know, so everything's mm-hmm. kind of just pouring out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, have, you, have you been interviewed much by other people or in magazines? Uh, yeah, Pangelina uh, has this really awesome PR firm. I'm sure, if you haven't noticed, we're in like every magazine that touches <laughs> food right now, so mm-hmm. um, they do great work, but... Mm-hmm. Um, they had me, like, write, like, a short novel, you know? And even this, oh. I haven't even touched on that stuff with them yet, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, there's always something to talk about. There's always something interesting happening, you know? Yeah. And, uh... But, uh, I've been interviewed a lot lately, but it, it's just been, like, uh, I don't know. It, it, there's been, like, a... It's all very basic questions, and... Sure. You know, like... I was interviewed for one magazine... And she just said, what's in this drink? And then that was it. Mm-hmm. Jeez. And so... They don't was, care about I, you as I was, a person. They care about you as a No, yeah, but, you know, they also get... I think they also get, like, a bio sheet of mm. that, which is a broken down from what I've written mm-hmm. and stuff, too. But it was... It just felt really impersonal. Mm. And so I just decided, well, I'm just going to talk, because I had to make four drinks anyway, so, like... Sure. I'm making the drinks, and I'm just, like, going and going and going and telling about the dynamics of everything and all that. And, like, and the actual thing, it was, like, you know, I was talking about how, like, even the simple things here are going to be kind of different. Like, I'm putting my own spin on it. Like, I make, um, a like, this really crazy blend of dimmer syrup um, that I boil down with, like, orange rinds and some other spices Mm. and stuff like that. It's only for our old fashions, but it's just mm. that way, that old-fashioned is going to taste like that, mm. there, and only there, you know? Mm. And uh, the same thing with the Manhattans, with the, the all-spice curacao, you know? It's um, it's just just that little bit of extra step just to make sure that, like, this Manhattan is a, is a king Manhattan, that's it, you know? Mm. And <laughs> the quote was something like, everything I'm going to do is simple. Even the old fashions in Manhattans won't taste like anybody else. And that was it. And, Mm. like, that Mm. was the only line that I got. And I was like, man, I just gave you, like, a, you know, (laughs) a thesis. Sure. Yeah. You know. And I just felt, like, very miscommunicated, you know. Mm. So, maybe, maybe it's all just pent up, you know. (laughs) 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 All right. Finally.
1: Let it all out. Well, we we have no time left, so
2: yes. we're gonna go. Yeah, apparently that's <laughs> pretty good. yeah. yeah.
1: Twenty four
0: hours later.
2: Yes.
1: No, that's a great <laughs> Um I don't know. Well, you sent us an email two days ago just about talking points. So I'm just I'm just gonna riff off of those. Um, How did you get into the Ben Peremba restaurant empire? Did he approach you or did you come to them?
2: Yeah. So uh, I have I have a guy that uh, I trained, Eric and Alexei, um, who was a buddy for a long time. He's always been around. He was a bouncer at uh, our bar back at Friendlies. And, uh, really good guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when I was working at Layla, he, I think he was just burnt out on Friendlies, mm-hmm. And I kind of needed, I needed a server. Mm-hmm. And he never worked, like, in another industry job before. And, like, at Friendlies everything's laid back and everyone's super comfortable. It's nice, like, hanging out in the living room. So, mm-hmm. um, I kind of feel like I, I took a chance on it and he was an incredible server. Mm-hmm. Like better than tenured servers that I've worked mm. with before and uh, I ended up teaching him how to bartend and he took it super seriously mm. he's great at it, you know I brought him over to Atomic Cowboy too mm. and then at that time he also started working at NIXTA um, mm. Ben found out that me and him were, were good friends and he just started asking him about me and I think I think Eric even like kind of planted the seed he's like You know, like, I want to go... His idea was, I want to go wherever Tony's going. Mm. Nick's is chill and comfortable. And then, you know, I go work at Atomic. And, like, it's crazy, you know? Mm. And he's like, I love Atomic. Like, you know, me and him have had these conversations over and over again. But, like, he's like, I love Atomic Cowboy. I love the people and all that. But, like, he's like, I don't think I can work here forever. Like, I think Mm. think I'll kill myself, you know? (laughs) It's... It's a really demanding bar, it's, and it's, um, but, uh, so I think he kind of even said that, like, to Ben, like, hey, like, Tony's never said anything to me about it, but, you know, like, you know, I'm really close to him, and, you know, if, like, if you ever need a guy for a project, like, Tony's your dude, like, he's crazy, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and, and then, like, Eric said, like, he noticed a change in, in Ben's attitude with him. And Ben hmm. like, start talking to him more and more, you know. And hmm. so uh, Eric came back from the Christmas party they had. So this all happened really quick. This hmm. is December. Or maybe I think they might have even had it in January. Hmm. Um, and Eric came back really excited. And he's like, hey, like, Ben found out that, he, you know, you and I are pretty close. And uh, he wants to talk to you really bad. He's got... Something that he just wants to talk to mm-hmm. you about. And, you know, my idea is, like, I'll talk to anybody. I've gotten, like, a lot of uh different inquiries. And none of them were I ever really took too seriously, you know. But, like, I'll always talk to anybody just to see what's going on, mm-hmm. you know. Um And I'll try to help them, too. Like, Olive and Oak, uh, when they opened up, I, I introduced Chelsea to them. Mm-hmm. And, and she ended up working out wonderfully for them, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And it's even cooler that, you know, like I did that and now Charlie Martin's there because mm. that's another one of the, one of the, my guys I brought up, you know, so, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know, me and Seth definitely, that wasn't a one, one man job for sure. Mm. But, uh, I kind of just kind of waited around for Ben to get a hold of me. And then one day, uh, I just, um. Uh, hit him up on Facebook and I was like, hey, like... Because Eric kept talking to me about it over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I, I just go, hey, like, I heard you wanted to talk. Like, here's my phone number. Call me anytime. Whatever. And he goes, thanks. And so he calls me the next day. And uh, he said, I have this little project in mind. Um, I think you'd be perfect for it. He's like, I actually mm-hmm. just want to build it around you. I think mm-hmm. you, you're the guy for it. Mm-hmm. And I... I He's like, I don't want to do it if you don't want to do it. Mm. And Mm. Mm. I was like, he's like, would you just want to hang out and talk? And I go, yeah, I'll I'll talk. Mm. Of course I'll talk, you know? Mm. And more than that, like, me and Ben didn't really know each other, but we know of each other, and we both like each other. Mm. Like, um, you know, I know through other people that worked with him, other managers and stuff, like... He was responsive to some things we did. At Atomic Cowboy on the brunch menu. There's a hashtag. Yes, we spritz, which is a whole yeah from oil, yeah. Oil yeah thing yeah. just yeah. to show solidarity, and um, you know, like because that program is one of the one of the coolest bar programs ever. I think like mm-hmm. a very yeah, very European style of yeah. drinks mm-hmm. and you know not necessarily even the cocktails, but just the style of drinking and you know being able to talk to Ben about that place was really awesome because. Mm-hmm. It was never meant to be a cocktail bar, and it's turning into it now, but mm. it was all supposed to be just, like, a very loungy, like, European mm. kind of sure. style. And... Uh, yeah, I never heard of
0: Sue's before until I went there. And, like, I mean, John Fowles, uh, Nika Marble, like, lots of people have gone through there, just yeah, really, really amazing, talented people. They yeah, know a lot of these... They
2: have an amazing vocabulary for his liquor, mm-hmm. for his spirits and everything. Just uh, remarkable. Mm. Yeah, and that's kind of, like... You know, uh, in Europe, you know, not a lot of them like the cocktail thing's not really there. You know, what I mean, like obviously there's like cocktail bars in all the big cities and everything like that, but the but people don't don't go out looking for it. In the, you know, and it's all very like just plain like Campari and sodas mm. and like uh, this apéritif or drinking mm. limoncello after a meal and stuff like that. It's mm. just it's all still very cultured. You know, mm. and you know the funniest thing about Europe to me is like how close everything is together and yet how drastically different everything is, you know, Mm -hmm. especially from traveling the United States so much and just being Mm -hmm. like, you know, Americans are Americans. Like you have your East Coasters (laughs) who, you know, have a little bit more tenacity and a lot more attitude. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, your Midwesterners are us and we're pretty (laughs) nice people and we like to talk to people and, (laughs) you know, and the Southerners who, I mean, that's, that goes every which way. Yeah. And then, you know, the West Coast guys who are just super laid back and everything's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. And, but beyond that, like, beyond, like, just uh, regional cultures, you know, there's not really much to it. But, like, in Europe, like, you jump on the road for three hours and you're in a whole different world and yeah. there's a whole different history mm-hmm. behind it. Yeah. And that history's still alive, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it speaks out to me a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. And I like that. You know you can, like Spain and Morocco are so close together, mm. and the food is so drastically different. But also, mm. but still, they relate to each other. Also, you know, mm. like the first day, uh, we did training on on the food. We didn't try one plate, and Ben just gave us a geography lesson. Mm. <laughs> you know, just so you can, you know, because it's important to see how you know, just everything surrounding the Mediterranean Sea and you know, it's all very relatable food but all stark differences at the same mm-hmm. time. You know? mm-hmm. Sure. It's beautiful. But uh anyway <laughs> You guys are gonna have fun editing this. Uh, no
0: no no, I mean uh it's all great <laughs> stuff and I like, I actually been uh studying uh taking a pre som course with uh Denise Muller.
2: Oh yeah. It's Mueller Muller
0: Mueller. Oh sorry Denise. Um I'm horrible with names. Anyway, um, She'll never let you forget it. That's yeah, yeah, never, ever, yeah. forever. Yeah. But uh, she called her Denise Miller. <laughs> that's what that, that word means, Miller, if I understand correctly, but correctly. Hmm. Um, and I've been learning about all, just how spatiated the wine world is in France and Europe. and you're already, you're already, You just got done saying France, you got done saying Italy, but it's so varied. There's all these little all these Appalachians, all these, all Appalachian, all these little different areas they are yeah. so different and distinct from each other because of climates because of various geographical borders, cause of wars that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, the outside states region of, like, a uh, uh, France has been part of Germany and France over and over again back and forth for... Right. ...constantly, yeah. so it's just...
2: Yeah, you know, I've never... Um, I, I love wine, and I would... But I would never say I'm aficionado by any sort of means. I, am, oh I have a decent understanding of it, but uh, the best thing that ever helped me really grasp it and really feel comfortable with it was uh, the Wine Atlas. Mm. Uh, um, just being able to visually see uh, terroir is just super helpful to me. Mm. And um, mm. it, it, I don't know, Every, you know, everything I've heard about wine and everything I learned to absorb from it and then like the, the little bit I've read about it, like, it never really connected mm. and then like I got that book and it was like the giant puzzle piece just fit, you know, and then mm. like I felt, I feel way more confident about why now. You yeah. know, um, it's an awesome book. If you guys don't have it, I'll yeah. i borrow it. Cause cool. you should
1: seek it out. Yeah, we should. Yeah. see
2: it, especially with what I'm studying lately. Like, yeah, too. for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah. I was just gonna ask you, so I know, so you've you've been at places around town. You've been many restaurants, bars. Yeah. Um, how many is this the most extensive bar menu you've written?
2: Or. Uh. Yeah.
1: Because it's, what, 20 cocktails? 18. About 18?
2: 18. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, 18 is the, the number for life in uh, Jewish culture. Oh. So, oh. yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Okay. It really, seems like Ben is kind of into mystical ideas. Like, like there are lots of Ben's, things, lots of <laughs> symbols around the so benevolent Ben's
2: very superstitious. Oh, mm. really? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, he's a warrior. He's a constant worrier. Mm-hmm. But, uh That's good. I mean, someone who watches out for people, too. Yeah, and uh, he... Uh, you know I, the coolest thing about this project was uh how much i'm learning and also how involved ben is in with this like mm-hmm. um and of course like i've always worked with chefs pretty well mm-hmm. like hey what do you use in the kitchen what can i make from that kind of idea but like ben will actually sit with me while i'm creating stuff and like we'll sit down and we'll talk about it mm-hmm. like and like you know we did one drink and he's like this drink's amazing and he goes but you will kill every plate I make with this like mm-hmm. no one can eat anything you know huh interesting. and I go yeah you know what like I do want this to be more of like a an afterthought like I wanted to mm-hmm. chill out a little bit and like it just be like a hot summer day you just drinking this drink and and then I go I got it and <laughs> I made it and, and he's just like this is perfect you know but um mm-hmm. you know just learning about the culture and too like I think, I think Americans are just significantly ignorant on anything that has to do with culture and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, pretty much when we figured, we tried to figure out a number because he was like, you know, just make like seven or eight cocktails. I go, dude, if this is a cocktail bar. Like, I want to do like a big one. Like, let's do like a book. Like, I want to do a story, you Mm -hmm. know? And like, I was saying like somewhere around 20, 25 or something like that, like, be crazy with it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, he goes, well, 18 is like the number the number of life. It's a big number in, in Jewish culture. Hmm. And like, just, you know, and all I knew about, uh, you know, I'm afraid to like misspeak, but I, th- you know, a lot of Jewish stuff have, have numbers have a whole lot of, thing of have a whole lot of uh, resemblance to, to um, I guess, Jewish mysticism or Jewish mm-hmm. culture, you know. About like the, the Kabbalah as well, or? I have to claim ignorance. You know, yeah, I, so do I have to, too, so I'm not gonna. Kind of... Yeah. I was talking to him about something one time, and I go, Oh, it's Israeli. And he laughed so <laughs> hard at me, and he goes, "It's, it was, You mean it's Israeli? And I go, Yes. It's Israeli. <laughs> I'm <am> sorry.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we definitely wanted to get to know Ben
0: better. I mean, we've talked occasionally here and there. We'd love him for a podcast sometime, mm-hmm. but he seems like a very. Actually, all the major restaurateurs are very interesting characters in their own ways, like Dreadcraft, Zoe. Um, Dave Bailey. Mm-hmm. I've yet to meet Zoe, but I hear nothing but amazing things about her. So yeah, oh I'm yeah, excited. we did her podcast. She's a great person, and she uh, had a broken leg or something. Yes, and was carrying like armfuls of stuff while walking with a cane to our house yeah. for the interview. Like, can we help you? Oh no, no, I've got it. Yeah, yeah. and she's that kind of person. She's that. Um, Actually strong, but yeah, also independent. like independent mm-hmm. and like, uh, but so gracious, so friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, um, so generous. I mean, it's just, uh, she gives a lot of herself. She right. Really does. Yeah.
1: yeah. But I think what you mean kind of about those persons, they all kind of keep to themselves. A
0: little bit, Pretty, yeah.
1: pretty private, but that's okay.
0: Well, I guess basically in the end, they decide, they're allowed to have a private life. They're right. allowed to just be a person and not have to be constantly on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. But,
2: yeah. Well, you know, this is one thing I've been thinking about a lot, too is like um, I would say Ben's a master of what he does um, and I feel like I'm in an opportunity to, to learn from someone who is an actual master um, hmm. and uh, he's very attentive to to staff he's hmm. very he cares very much about what's going on and he cares about like not only like restaurant business quote unquote as an owner but like the integrity of food, drink and everything involved with mm. it you know mm. and um, I think it's fort- It's fortunate for me to be working next to him so much like I mean he's put, he's been putting easily 70-80 hours a week into the Benevolent King mm. and then like you know he, he has two awesome kids and mm. an amazing wife and uh, mm. he uh, and he's like devoted to mm. this you know he's yeah. you know and a lot of times he's been saying i feel like this is my first restaurant again you know mm-hmm. and um, you know his parents are there all the time his mom makes our cookies mm. uh she like
0: so it really is his mother's cookies huh
2: yeah it is his cookies, <laughs> wow,
0: so wow. not not just the branding thing. so like uh.
2: it's it's cool because you know um him and i both are, are uh you know we we talk about family a lot yeah. uh, when he was opening to olio uh his son was two two months old hmm. so um and albert my son just turned two months so hmm. um he, he you know we talk a lot of di- different parallels about having to work a lot having to be there a bunch but also having the family and making sure that the family knows that they're they're important and having that priority you know and uh He's given me a lot of advice about. It. We've been able to talk about pretty much that for a long time, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he always tells me to call more, and I always forget. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so then, going off of that, I, that's one other thing you mentioned. So, is Albert your first child?
2: Albert is my first child. Congratulations! Uh, for,
1: uh, so you're dad for the first time.
2: Dad for the first time. Yeah. Uh,
1: What's it uh, like? It's awesome. Yeah. It's
2: yeah. We have a dog. Um, yeah. It's not the same. <laughs> but, No, I mean, we, we had, we have, uh, two cats and a dog Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, uh, the cats, um, I have a a Siamese who acts like a dog. Mm -hmm. She's very bonded. Mm -hmm. So her, her, her and I relationship are, is a lot more like heartier and, you know, super close. Mm -hmm. I talk to her like she's a person. The other cat's just kinda of like, I'm a cat, just pet me and I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah. and then the dog her name's Lily, she's an awesome dog, but she's also a rescue and mm. she's a little temperamental with other animals and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we've we've been really careful. What type of dog is she? Uh um part um everything. Part everything. <laughs> uh part pointer and part um Oh my gosh, what are those Australian dogs? Um, cattle dogs? Mm-hmm. Or shepherds? Right. Or shepherds? Not not uh Dingo. Not a Dingo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. They're like a cattle dog, but um, mm-hmm. I can't believe I can't remember what it is. I is. I'm in trouble. Lily will hit you forever. Lily. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you on the vlog. Lily's years mom will hit me forever. Yeah. Uh, Lily just say I'm a dog all right those too that's what they I'm do yes but a uh, beautiful dog and, and uh super sweet you know mm-hmm. but um so we we did do the parent thing with Lily mm-hmm. for sure and, you know I, I totally get it when people are like like that but um you know the kids the kid things just it's a different ball game you know sure. and, um I'm fortunate like uh Al, Albert's mom Michelle is, she bartended uh, at the Silver Dollar mm. under uh, Larry Rice and Susie Hoyt, who are both incredible mentors. And uh, mm. she gets it, you know. So mm. I'm liking the fact that um, she understands what I'm going through right now and mm. working hard and opening up a place. But uh, more than that, like, she's just an incredible mom. Like, mm. you know, I've seen her, like, she slept for maybe 3 hours and mm. uh Albert's up and he wants to play and he wants to like try to talk and like she's with him like every step of the way just wow. you know yeah. making anytime he she spends with him it's just like making sure that's like super quality and like the kid just keeps going and <laughs> it's uh it's mm. mind blowing to see mm. you know she's she's uh incredible you know mm. it's it's a, how did you meet um so, uh, I was working in a town with Cowboy, hmm. and, uh, this guy that she was dating at the time was, like, she moved here from Louisville, hmm. and, uh, the guy that she was dating at the time was, like, well, if you want a bartender in St. Louis, you need to, you need to know who Tony Saputo is. Hmm. So, <laughs> she came in, and we talked for a little bit, and, uh, I was, like, well, yeah, we can do this, like, mentor thing, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I... Apparently, I, I think they might have been even broken up by then, uh, by the time I met, but okay. or whatever happened, happened yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. I don't really know, and, um, but uh, they were like friends for a long time, and they're still friends, like, we okay. we go out and see okay. his band and hang out, it's not, it's nothing goofy mm-hmm. like that. There's no uh, duel no, or anything, no drama, anything <laughs> like that. No drama, nothing like that, He's with the dong dong drawn. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> No, they went to college together and she moved back and that that was like the first guy she mm. you know, it was a familiar face and stuff like that sure. and things mm-hmm. just worked out for him. So mm. But um so we started hanging out a little bit and just we just got incredibly close really quick and mm. it was just like you know, I don't even think there was a time where it it was like, Oh, this is my girlfriend and it was just like this this is the person I'm gonna spend the rest of my life with and that's mm. it. And mm. It was it was really crazy, you know. <laughs>
3: That's
1: kind of yeah. like how it was for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like yeah, you're you're hanging out with a person. You're like, oh yeah, this is my person.
3: Yeah,
0: within like a month of dating each other, we were just so comfortable, and just like felt like we already known each other so long.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I proposed with her about three months after dating. Yeah,
1: right we, we were else? engaged six months after we met. Six yeah. months. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, but some yeah. people are just like that.
2: Yeah. 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 I get it. Yeah, and I, I've had. Um, a seven year relationship and a six year relationship and like kids were on the table for both of those and I was like, No way, not with you. <laughs> not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And like this one was like I met her and it was like this is the person that everything should happen with, you know? Mm. And like it's it's crazy being thirty five and like being being like, Well what I think I know I know nothing. But that's yeah. I mean that's life. And that's actually you know, one of the things I tell my employees a lot it's, it's an old Socrates term but is the more, you, the more you know the more you realize you don't know and the wiser mm. you become is the you, you realize how ignorant you actually are mm. and uh, mm. she's incredible at remem- like reminding me that I'm not the coolest dude in the room and I'm not I don't know everything <laughs> and oh yeah Christian reminds me daily that I'm not the coolest in the room you know but it's it's good for me, you know, I don't, I need to remember that I'm not right all the time, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm in a situation where I don't have a lot of people telling me that, you know, mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair and uh, so the perspective that I get from it is, is invaluable, you know, mm. I don't know, like I said, I'm one of the luckiest people I think I know, you know?
3: Yeah. So.
1: That then segues perfectly into so what I was going to ask you next. Um, okay, so you, you start, like, pretty much when we started, you said that a lot of people say or claim you as the best bartender in St. Louis, one of the best bartenders. And yeah. you just say, as you just said, you're, you're the luckiest. Yeah. Um, we have this question that we ask quite often. And I, I think when Seth was on, you probably heard it, we ask folks, uh, when you think of the word successful, who comes to mind? And a lot of the mixologists mention you.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, that's true.
1: And so then I, I'll i actually turn it on you and just ask, um, are there any people maybe this year who either bartenders or people in the food world who you think we ought to be watching? Any up-and-comers?
2: Well, so um, <clears throat> I knew you were going to ask this, so I'm ready for it. All right. Boom.
3: <laughs> so actually, do um,
2: I don't know if you guys got to talk to George Fiorni at all. But he was the guy that was kind of working the wheel um, at the bar last night.
1: Mm. Right, mm. but, um, I don't think the with with the the pompadour. I we yeah, didn't yeah, really yeah, talk yeah. to anyone besides the our haircut. waitress.
2: The, yes. The uh, oh, what's the Boardwalk Empire haircut? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we did
1: not talk to anybody besides you and Ben and our waitress. Yeah. Oh. You you guys were awesome. a little busy.
2: Yeah. That's yes. Fine. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You know, actually, yesterday we did the soft opening, and, I mean, we were we were full all night, mm-hmm. but the way that the flow worked was so much better, like, because after that night with you guys, it was kind of like, I was like, I got to figure, I got a lot more work to do, mm-hmm. and, like, I got to make this a little bit more seamless and stuff, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's just, like, how the blocks of how we did everybody was a little bit extreme, mm-hmm. and, uh, but, like, last night, like, everything was just silky smooth, and maybe it was just, yeah. like, shaking off those, you know... I'm, I'm thankful for those nights. You know, yeah, we did a friends yeah. and family night that night. Yeah. And then that media night, and those are pretty intense. But last night, I think, everyone started, you know, starting to hit their stride and stuff like that. And it's kind of weird. Like, there's a thing... Oh, my gosh, I'm totally rambling. But there's there's a thing with, like... I, th- I think it's just everyone's just overthinking everything that they're doing so much. And I'm like, how's this look? Mm-hmm. How's this look? Like, how's this place looking? How... How's the food coming across? How's the drinks coming across? You know what I mean? Instead sure. of just being like, I've done this for 12 years, I've been, I've probably put over 10,000 hours in, in bartending, mm-hmm. and uh, I just need to relax and just do what I do, you know? Sure. And so, I think it's just time does that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, me and okay. I have
0: pretty intense nights in some regards,
2: yeah. Well, that, and then, like, yeah, there's that idea of, like, you know, if something goes out bad, like. Oh, no. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> or what if, what if everyone hates it, you know? No, 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 no. There's some drinks on there that are kind of kind of challenging. Mm-hmm. Not, like, super ridiculous, but, like, there's some wild stuff on there. Mm-hmm. If you just order the wrong one or it doesn't mm-hmm. suit you, like,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, you could say I'm the biggest hack in, in the city. <laughs> <laughs> what about George? Oh, so, uh, George Arnie, um was a guy... Uh, I I brought him on at Layla. He he used to work at Bogarts, and oh, I went. Oh, wow. I uh, he was the cashier there, and yeah. I I wouldn't go there very often. And I have known George before just from the hardcore scene and stuff like that, uh, going to shows and stuff. But um, you know, like I didn't really talk too much or anything like that. But he'd come in and say hi, and then before I could order, he would tell me what he would tell me my order. And like I wouldn't go in Bogarts, but like maybe once every three months, just because. Sue and I, I don't that's not really my stomping ground that much hmm. uh freaking I would sit there and wait for food and I thought maybe it was just me because we kind of knew each other you know we were acquaintances hmm. and he did it with 90% of the customers that came in there hmm. and uh I was talking to him one time I'm like you're really good at this gig hmm. and I was like if you have that kind of like energy and mentalities and remember all this stuff and these people and connect with them like I'm like you should probably bartend Hmm. so I brought him on to train him and uh typical young bartender thing like came in being like I'm hot shit I'm gonna be this fucking cool kid fucking doing this I wanna Hmm. learn every cocktail and stuff like that and like I just constantly like stop (laughs) slow down chill out and we worked really hard together for four months I think I threw him across the bar one time, because he frustrated me so much. But like, um, and I, I know I've slapped him a couple times. But well, it used to be a rule that if you if you fucked up bad enough, I wouldn't say anything to you. If like during service, but I'd walk over to you and kick you in the shin just so you know that we had something to talk about later. Oh my God! I I, I haven't done that rule in a long time, but George was in that was in that part, you know, Mm. and. um, seem like the kind of person who just gives someone a stare and that'd be enough. Yeah, they, they give it. George knows that face a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is the face, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so after four months he, he went to Albany. He moved to Albany and uh, he just needed to get out of town for a little bit, I think, and uh, the girlfriend he was seeing at the time had a job out there. and So he moved over, out there with him, with her, and he just took it really well and he started uh, working at, like, nice speakeasy type bars Mm. and then he ended up getting his own program at this place Mm. called Savoy Mm. and I mean he built it from the ground up so Mm. it was his program and like him just pushing and he's super ambitious and he's only 27 right now and he's still like really eager and and uh and like wanting to learn but wanting to try everything you know and uh when I was doing this project like I you know the bar's tiny and, like, I was, like, who is going to, like, work with me in close quarters? We have to be there five nights a week. Like, it has to be a team thing. Who's going to deal with me? Because mm-hmm. I'm their boss, but, like, I mean, I'm pretty much going to be sitting on top of you for, for six hours a day. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, mm. who's going to take this shit, you know? Yeah. And also, and who doesn't have their own program already who would do this you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so um I called them and I go look I have this thing I'm working with uh uh the Benjamin restaurant group there's like there's five restaurants we're involved with um and they're all incredible there's the best in the city some of the best in the city and uh I think it's a really good opportunity for you you know I'm like come in put your head down do this thing with me, and then I think, I think, just how ambitious he is, and how much he talks, and Mm. just his, like, pure, just energy to, like, get involved, let people know, Mm. you know, uh, last night, we're closing, the lights are on, and two guys come in, and we're like, you know what, we'll just do, we just did last call, and, like, here's your, here's two drinks, you know, and thanks for coming by, blah, 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 and then, like, five minutes later, George is, like, getting this picture taken with him and you know, yelling out his Instagram handle and all this mm. stuff and mm. he's just a very infectious type of person, you know, and sure. mm. he, he just has to entertain. Mm. Cool. So um you guys will hear about we mm-hmm. have to hear about him. Yeah we'll have to have him over sometime mm-hmm. Almost yeah. Yeah, yeah, you think I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, you know, uh, the next
1: time we come over we'll sit at the bar. Yes. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: That that's usually our spot. So yeah, but
2: um uh, he's super infectious and hmm. he just keeps going and going and going. Like, mm-hmm. to the point of, you you almost have to grab him and shake him and calm, calm <laughs> down, you know. But, um, so he's, he's one. And then, of course, Tim, uh, from Retreat is awesome. Yep. Yes, of course. Great uh, guy. And
0: his, his hospitality is just amazing. His hospitality down,
2: just down pat. Mm-hmm. he's so good at that. Yeah, he's, you know, he, he has a very calming air around him, you know. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, uh. It reminds me, there's a Larry Rice quote that me and Michelle say to each other a <laughs> bunch now, and it's just, you know, have fun make it look easy, because, and and Tim's got that nailed. Yep. And he, you know, Retreat does this thing where all the cocktails look very plain and simple on paper, like, it's very, like, there's nothing like saying, it's not this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a freaking book compared to how he organizes his menu at Retreat, mm-hmm. and then you drink it and you're like, this is fucking amazing yeah. you know yeah. like the mm-hmm. kid the kids got like the art of balance you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh um i've i've judged a couple of cocktail competitions too and like even like i think i got his like eighth and ninth and you know and like mm-hmm. you risk palate fatigue at that point you have to be really careful about what you're doing mm-hmm. everyone else is partying at cocktail competitions and mm-hmm. you're the guy in the corner being like. You know, if you're responsible about it, you're like I'm drinking soda water and two drinks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Are tasting, and spitting like you know you yeah. You have a responsibility to be very, just careful with that. You know right. And uh, his drink came in. It was just incredible. Mm. You know, mm. and uh, and he's always been great, but like I remember tasting that and just being like, I don't know whose this is yet, and I think I guessed it was probably his. I think I guessed it was him or Matt Sorel. Mm. And Matt Surrell was the other one that was freaking awesome. I yeah, really love him. Yeah. And his
0: wife, you know, Beth, is so much fun. We had him over an interview recently. Did mm-hmm. we post it recently?
2: Yeah,
1: their interview came out two days ago.
2: Is under Cocktails or goal? Or is it, yeah, yeah. uh huh. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, they're great people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, th- yeah, they're awesome. I mean, I feel like they're family to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's
0: a beard, too.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> beard, <laughs> beard brother. Beard master. Yes. <laughs> I cannot grow a beard, so I just do this. And that's it.
2: Yeah, but um, <laughs> I like. Uh, I think I think I just think Tim's great. Mm-hmm. Um, before I start going on another tangent, uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Mole is awesome. Yes, yep. yes, definitely. Um, I'm glad he finally got out of his boxings. Like actually, like playing with other bartenders and stuff like yeah. that. Like mm-hmm. you know, but uh, also I'm just glad that uh, people know who the hell he is because yeah. forever. You know, he did Little Country Gentlemen, and, and people who went there knew about him because he was mm. the only guy there, and the drinks yeah. are incredible there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like even with Good Pie, like not a lot of people even knew the Good Pie had a cocktail program. Mm.
3: Yeah.
2: And not wish. only that, but it was like one of the best cocktail programs yeah. in the city.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, he's incredible, and I'm yeah. glad that people know who he is now, and like he's he's doing it right. Yeah,
0: first I first got to know him at uh, rent Rand- was Randolph's. Mm-hmm and uh it's a great console program and then also he, he has a maro Nights too it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun but did he actually work at do Nake
2: as well Noche? oh Midu Noche? yeah yeah well yeah actually uh Seth Ferguson was the guy that ran that program mm-hmm. and uh that's who taught Jeff and uh I see. so he he's had like a very individualistic style of like bartending you mm-hmm. know like he never had a like do a dive bar or they come up or lie to get a job or anything like sure, a lot of yeah, different yeah. bartenders do. But he just like <laughs> did that and he goes, yeah. I'm going to be awesome making these really fantastic cocktails. And mm. that was his whole focus. Mm. And, um, he was killing it. He was knocking it out of the parking and started talking to him and got to know him and he's a great guy, a really close friend of mine and the dude's just mm. freaking awesome, you know. Mm. And, um, <laughs> and i had him work this event at eclipse with me one time mm-hmm. it was the uh one of the drink exchanges i don't know if you guys have gone to that but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's okay. it's like I, f- I used to fill moonrise up with like all these bars and hmm. it would be like 12 different bars and each bar was a different sponsor and cool uh it, it is cool that uh the month awesome. the month or the two months before it happens is I hate my life and I can't do anything <laughs> right and so you know I've, I've been wanting to do one again and organize it and but it just hasn't been I've been kind of busy yeah <laughs>
1: it's not in the cards right now <laughs> not in the cards no but. I think that happened before we were even doing this I don't, I don't remember so. if I'm hearing not about sure. this yeah
2: but um but anyway the idea is like J- J- Jeff made uh, a cocktail representing the good pie and um he goes up there and serves it, but also, like, it's a crazy bar and it's open to the public. So, like, if people want something different, like, you have to make it for them. And mm-hmm. uh, he, he's starting to get hit with, like, real volume. Like, we're getting mm-hmm. deep behind the bar and stuff like that. And someone asked for a vodka sweet press. And frantically, he's like, what the hell is a sweet press? I don't know it, what it is either. It's, <laughs> it's Sprite and Soda, which is like,
0: what? Uh-huh. If you bartended
2: <laughs> in the 90s, you made a lot of them. Huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it is, it's, it's a very, it's a very old yeah. style, just tie ball. But like... Well, okay, I remember making sierms and
0: sevens and white, you know, uh, white Russians, but not that, so that's interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it was just a, a typical thing, like, it's so you could have, you know, a vodka Sprite, but not as many calories, so you cut it with soda water, it was pretty much the thing, you know. I see, okay, okay. Huh. Was, You know, okay. same thing as a spritzer, pretty much. Okay, you know? gotcha. But... Um, he was so stressed. and was like, what is this? What is this?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was great. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I remember and, we, we had a, like a burnt, it was, I can't remember, it was like a burnt orange um, mezcal and bourbon old-fashioned at Media okay. yeah, Noche. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 I kind of like how you mix the two different liqueurs together, or two different liquors together. You did it a lot in your stuff. You mix a lot. Of, like a lot of people, if they have like a cocktail, it's
2: just one brown or one white. You right. Know. And actually, that's the thing about the Rex too, that, like, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of romance behind like these cocktail creators and stuff like that. When the funny thing about it is like, it's awesome, it's mm. great. And, but it's also like, uh, Sasha Petrovsky from Milk and Honey will always say that like, bartending's easy. To make a cocktail is super easy. Mm. But caring is what it is, you know? Mm. Like, caring is what is what makes a great bartender mm. and a bad bartender, you know? Just mm. the, the level of care, the attention to detail, uh, the integrity of uh, your drinks and the spirits that you use, you know. Mm. But, like, we're not making this shit. And, like, mm. you know, um, whiskey is this huge, complex thing. It's mm. one of the most amazing things about America and uh, bourbon, you know. And people just don't really think about it. Even while Turkey is totally overlooked, and mm. it's an amazing spirit, mm. you know. Um, it's one of my favorites. Mm. Mm. And so like, I think, you know, there's a lot of complex notes in a lot of these different whiskeys and, you know, just like the Rex where I take three different whiskeys, part of that was to, to emphasize like Mm. each one, you know, like there's two ryes in there and it's super long, almost astringent kind of like flavor to it. Mm. And then uh, a bourbon in there that's just like, it's the right amount of caramel and it just sticks it all together, mm. you know? And um, what it does, I mean, as you guys drink it, um, it just gives it this cool dynamic, you know? And a lot of it, I think about it like as, uh, you know, when I, I when I talk about it, a lot of times I'll, I'll talk about if uh, you're painting, if you want to go from, I gotta think of two colors that clash, mm. but like uh, blue and black, right? Sure. Like they're not supposed to go together. Um, but like you see it all the time, you know, (laughs) starry night, Van Mm -hmm. Um, but like the thing is, is like it works. You, you start with black and then you throw in the yellows and the reds and all those vibrant colors and then the blues and afterthought and it matches it all back up, Mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, so there, you know, there's a, there's a lot of ways where you use two similar spirits together just to like kind of almost get that, that, uh, that flavor blend to work you know mm. so and plus like you know a lot of people who do the one spirit thing and all that stuff it's a very classic combination but um you know i learned how to play piano and i self-taught you know, i'm terrible in <laughs> all technical sakes but you know you learn about theory and music and uh you dedicate yourself to it and you you learn all these skills and you're like oh, am I in key? Can I play? Is this the right key? Like, what am I doing? And you're so worried about it. And then after a while, you get to a point where you realize, oh, I can play anything I want. It's just <laughs> how I position it. Sure. And so, um, there's no real rules to cocktails and there really shouldn't be. And, you know, we have the advantage of technology and, you know, you can look anything up and find out anything you want and just commit to memory <laughs> within five minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I I think about a lot about like Jerry Thomas and those guys back in the day who were seriously like they actually had to read this stuff. They had to like be completely involved into this uh, institution to like really know about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it's a luxury that I think a lot of bartenders overlook. And I don't think they ever ha- even had rules. You know, mm. there's a do you guys had the Prince Albert right?
1: Uh, no, I don't think no, we, we did. Get it. yeah, that
2: one we did. So it's a clarified milk punch. On there, it's, mm-hmm. um, it's a very abbreviated version of it, but mm-hmm. that's actually two different rums, a cognac, a bourbon, absinthe, um, fennel mm-hmm. seed, coriander, mm-hmm. lemon, pineapple, um, mm-hmm. milk that we then, and then, like, kind of wash out and clarify the cocktail with, but, um, there's 10 different things, 10 mm. more things in two, mm. that, that I just can't really recall off the top of my head. Mm. Mm. But um, it's an intense drink. <laughs> mm. And there's a lot of work in, in it, but um, it's based off an old uh, recipe that, that Ben showed me out of like a 1700s Italian cookbook, mm. you know? And so, you know, uh, I remember. I had a buddy who was bartending who's was into, into some really weird music. Uh, his name's Joe Hess. Uh, and uh, he has a, a show called uh, Wrong Division. Where it's like, play, it's all, all on my music. <laughs> and uh, he's on the uh, KDHX station. Mm-hmm. But like, he started getting into bartending and he was working with Chris Muther uh, at uh, Dano's. And this when Chris was really, really cocktail heavy. And I was like oh like let's I was just hanging out there and Chris was showing me some stuff he was working on Joe Hess was like really really involved in it and I I remember I just like made a mix like like just a goofy shot that was really tasty or whatever and I go don't forget man this is just like music and I like we cheers and he, mm. he you know he was just like yeah right on it is like music mm. yeah so um, and it works that way too like you have Two notes that are too close to each other, they become dissonant. Yeah. Same thing with flavors. Two flavors mm. that are too similar will kind of fight each other, mm. you know. I have a lot of different analogies to talk about with mm-hmm. drinks drink yeah. mm. and... Uh, no, I like it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you my current favorite question. Uh, tell us about some meals or dishes or, like, appetizers at town that you've had recently that you think people ought to know about.
2: Okay. <laughs> this is awesome yeah uh, so my number one favorite thing in the entire world is Alicia's pizza extra mm. cheese extra sauce sausage and jalapenos mm. just so you know yeah. no pineapple no pineapple I don't, <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not going to say pineapple doesn't belong on pizza but mm. it's not for me mm-hmm. fair enough it's good it's good actually you know what's funny about that Mm-hmm. it's the type of pizza that makes that work mm-hmm. similar style there's no place for it mm-hmm. but like that was like uh, like was that Pointer's Pizza who makes the p- pizza sauce mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. Source. It yeah, yeah it works it works because it's like the bread mm-hmm. it's like a big ham sandwich you know
0: yeah. yeah well I like to get the jalapeno pepperoni and pineapple I call it stoplight pizza because mm-hmm. the green the yellow and the red oh no, nice yeah, yeah. but I used to get that at, at um, Blackthorn
2: Blackthorn yeah yeah um this isn't a biased thing, but honestly, um, Olio has been the most pleasing experiences ever mm-hmm. as yeah. far as eating. Mm-hmm. Um, I've yet, I've yet to eat it, uh, Elia. Same I, here. I, I intend we not to. to. We,
0: we keep mean to, we have not.
2: Yeah, just waiting for a night off and, you know, a babysitter. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Which, for I sure. think we got a while before yeah. we start worrying about babysitters, so. But, um, yeah. It's just awesome. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Everything, every plate I've ever had there is great, you know. When George first came back, I go, just so you see, kind of see, like what we're dealing with, I'm like, let's go to Mm Oleo, and um, I I go, just get whatever you want, and you got a kale salad, and I was like, okay, well don't get that. (laughs) (laughs) But even the kale salad was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an incredible salad. It's actually a nice and
0: macerated. But I was just like, you know, like,
2: I'm like, man, you have like, (laughs) <laughs> this they have this roasted cauliflower plate and this roasted root vegetable plate mm-hmm. and they're just like so freaking good yeah. and you don't yeah. think you'd ever care about freaking <laughs> root vegetables on a yeah. plate you know yeah. and it's incredible it's one of my favorite things their
0: egg salad sandwich is just oh yeah so good I mean it's just I never think I'd order egg salad somewhere where you're like yeah dude, you, you not even think
2: about it you yeah. know mm-hmm. um and then on that same plate though, actually a specific dish that I think everyone in the city should try, especially if they care about food, is uh, at Nixta, hmm. and I'm going to get off Benjelina stuff right after this, <laughs> I swear, but at Nixta, uh, Chef Alex makes this turkey plate hmm. and it's freaking incredible. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I think I'm so behind is uh, he, he, he knew I was eating there one night and he just sent it out to me. And I think... Maybe he even kind of realizes it, but no one's gonna go to a Mexican joint, mm. see turkey on a menu, mm. and be like, "That's what I'm getting." You sure. know? Yeah. But everything about it is just amazing. I was and prepared? What was it? So it's just like one long, like uh, cubicle strip mm. of uh, white turkey meat. Mm. This like little nugget of uh, brown meat, mm. and then um, just like. This like, I, I, forget, I forget what kind of minute it was, but it wasn't like a spearmint or anything like that. It wasn't mm. very sharp. But it was very, like, mm-hmm. approachable and, and easy. But then the sauce that he did is, like, he actually burns these peppers, like, mm. scorches them, and they're on fire, and then washes them off and collects all that carbon. Mm. And then he makes a sauce with that.
3: Mm.
2: And so it's, like, the sauce is super tasty, but it also just has a little bit of that, like, that like dustiness to it, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't. And like the way he does it is, there's a little pull of it, and then he just spreads it all over the plate, mm-hmm. like and I don't mean mm-hmm. like a paintbrush. Like mm-hmm. he's like taking it and just like you know <laughs> Jackson Pollocking it. And wow. you, when you get it at first, you don't realize what it is because it has that like matte finish, like mm-hmm. burnt stuff has. You know, mm-hmm. and you go, oh, this is a cool looking plate. And then as you eat, you go, oh, this is coming off, and mm-hmm. this is part of the meal. Yeah. You know. But it's just super cool, and everything, everything that's done there is just done extremely well. That's mm-hmm. um, really t- too big ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where else? Who I've been going? Um, Michelle got pregnant. She was a, uh, a pescatarian, hmm. and she got really into pork. So we went to salt and smoke a lot. We went to. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I kept up trying to get her into Southtown Pub, and she's like, you know, I salt and smoke is always a thing for me like I enjoy it a lot and then mm. I finally got her to try Sataan Pub and uh, they do a smoked meatloaf there it's mm. super cool and then they their stuffed macaroni and cheese is awesome but huh. um I'm trying to think you know I haven't really had a chance to eat out a lot mm-hmm. and when we do it's the stuff that we know is going to win because mm. for sure few and far between you know yeah. sometimes. Understandable. for sure yeah. Um. Mm. yeah you know uh, I'm a St. Louis native uh, I think third generation Sicilian mm. and uh, so like the old typical St. Louis uh, Italian style means a lot to me I think one of yeah. me and Michelle's first dates was Zia's mm. and I was just like you know you, like I know this isn't it's great food I I'm not trying to say that but I know mm-hmm. it's not like authentic Italiano, you know? Sure, what I sure. Mean? Yeah. But I'm like, this is what St. Saint, Saint Louis means to me. Like, this sure. is something that makes me love the city, you know? And, and like, she was, like, all game for it. She goes, yeah, this makes sense. This is great, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Also, um, Michelle's from Grant City. So, we spent a lot of time in Edwardsville, Cleveland Heath, everything. They do. Oh, absolutely. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, you know, there's a little place there called Oriental Spoon. Hmm. And their rang goons just the best in the world. Oh, okay. right. <laughs> never been there. Yeah. it's a bit, just this tiny little spot, you know. And you, you, it's a, it's in a strip mall, you know. You would never hmm. think like, oh, this is a great. Like Nudo, you wouldn't think that'd be you know in the middle strip mall in West County. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. and it's cool that those places are, are actually starting to infect like the, the uh, suburban sprawl, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's it's a good thing and. Um, hopefully that keeps happening, but it's, it's awesome.
3: Agreed. Yeah. Mm.
2: Also on the idea of Italian and suburban sprawl, uh, I do think Roberto's in Concord, uh, the like Concord Plaza, mm-hmm. uh, Lindbergh and, uh, Baptist Church Road, I think is one of the best kept secrets in, huh. in, the, in the city. It's a great Italian joint. Yeah. Cool. So.
3: Said, is
1: that like South County or? It's South County. very okay. South County. My grandparents
2: live, uh, right down the street from there. So okay. It's I've in the never same, heard of that place. It's in the same parking lot, or it's across the street from Ronnie's theater. Okay. So. Gotcha. But,
1: um, uh, oh, I'm
3: sorry. No, no, you're good. <laughs> no, you're good.
2: Yeah, I think I think you're good you a lot. Got it. Some, <laughs> oh,
3: that's good. Yeah. It's a place we need to try out. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Cleveland Heath was what started we eat stuff. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. We went out there and I brought my, ca- my camera I just gotten took some photos and it actually looked kind of good. It's like, hey, let me make a food vlog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's not, she's not owned by the same people anymore, but it's still good we went to recent that's what right. I'm doing Elijah's yeah. still there right? i not sure
1: I don't know yeah, really not sure
2: yeah. I'm sure I, I mean I, I haven't heard anything else I'm sure I'd hear if he was somewhere else mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah Yeah. also back on the bartender thing I, I, I have to talk about Terry Oliver so oh of yes. Yes, yes. Yes. yes yes George George came when George got here he's like I think we should do this we should do this there's this printer we can get that makes like an edible picture and you can put <laughs> it on a cocktail and I go, mm. Stop I go, look, man I go let Terry do that stuff, man. Terry <laughs> Terry's great at it. Like yeah. just let me have my style and I'll be happy. Sure. You know yeah, what I mean? But Terry's fucking awesome. I love yeah. him. Yeah. And he's a great guy. Fucking if not one of the best bartenders in the city, definitely the best looking bartender in the city. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: Mr. Easy on the eyes. Oh my yes.
2: gosh! <laughs> Fucking <Yes>. model.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We love going to his place. We haven't even become close to getting through that menu, but that's okay. Yeah,
2: We've I our whole order, life. I usually order for the winter section. Yeah. Cause I like amaros and dark mm-hmm. flavor things. So yeah. Yeah, if you if you want something a little bitter that's still kind of refreshing, there. He does um, this drink with uh, what those little. Tapioca balls called oh, Boba's. Boba's. Yeah. I think you've had that one before. I that, think right? I've had that. Yeah, yeah. it's like got like a bitter melon kind of flavor to yeah, it. I've yeah, I've had that one. It's fantastic. I like that yeah, a lot. Super cool. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I like that a lot. Yeah. We got a carry over here.
2: Did you guys try his, um, the one with the, the little bud flower? The flower? Oh, the buzz yeah. Thing, yeah. thing? I got that last time. Buzz button? Time. Yes. Yeah, buzz button. button. Yeah. I got
1: it. Yeah. Uh, It was intense. Yeah, yeah, he's yes. A part of that I don't know if I'd do it again, but that's okay. You gotta try it once. The
2: fun thing was, the fun thing is when he first did it like going over there and then he was like try this try this and like also that being said anything and everything at Frazier's is fucking incredible yeah yeah right yeah. yeah. that, that's incredible. actually another one of me and michelle's favorite places yeah cool. a lot yeah. of industry people show up there too Yep. yeah well it makes sense they have a great staff you know yep. the bar staff's awesome mm-hmm. um you know and, and terry is definitely like pushing the scene yeah and uh you know and I I think it's I think I think it's really cool how uh the drink culture here is working out where you know obviously like Ted and Jamie Kilgore Hmm. you know like have made this like giant canvas for everyone to paint on you know and uh those people you know I give them a lot of reverence because of like the path that they made for everyone pretty much but also like they're just incredibly great people and when you mm. think about successful people those are they're the counterpoint not only are they successful um business wise and, mm. and like appearances like you know obviously like Ted I guess you would say is probably the most prolific bartender in St. Louis mm. and uh but like as actual human beings and being able to work with your wife every day and be happy and mm. seeing that and mm. um Ted's given me nothing but like great advice uh, during our whole relationship, and like mm. the stature of the type of people that those people are. I mean, they're winning on every level, so mm. that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, whew.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll wrap it up for now. We yeah. That was good. Yeah, a yeah, great, great conversation. Sorry. Um, no, don't, don't. Yeah, don't talk Tony tell people if they want to find you in person or online where can they what what are your stats?
2: Oh yeah um, on Instagram I'm uh at Tony no dice. Um, <laughs> I've been lazy about pictures, but I think I'll get better and mm-hmm. you get to see cute baby pictures and um, so that's a plus mm-hmm. um, I am at benevolent King uh, Tuesday through Saturday every day mm-hmm. um, so come in we're op- we open up at five and we kind of close when we close so right. uh, mm-hmm. generally weekdays probably i really don't even want to say time because i don't want to shut my cut myself short but usually mm-hmm. um 11 on the weekdays and then mm-hmm. we'll see what the weekends look like sure you
1: know, mm-hmm. and you... then so you guys are new-ish and so where are you located exactly
2: oh yeah uh right on the, right on the corner of uh, southwest and manchester um mm-hmm. at the beginning of that that big strip mm-hmm. uh in maplewood um Right next door to Achero, who's mm-hmm. also incredible. Mm-hmm. If you guys yeah. haven't been, um, it's
1: the old Water Street.
2: Yeah, it's the old yes. Water Street okay. cafe. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: So perfect. Um,
2: but uh, yeah, well, that's that's where I live. You yeah. know, outside of that, I'm, I'm at home. Being mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. so, a family man. Family man. Good deal. So Tony, tell uh, last question. Do you have any asks or requests for the people listening to us?
2: Anything at all? Yeah, uh, you know what? I heard you ask that before, and I, I can you. Uh, I th- I don't think I understand the question. I think <laughs> I'm, like, just f- for people who are listening, like what what.
1: Anything like you want them to do? Consider. Oh, I got, think you. About you, about? Right? Yeah. I got you. Yeah, maybe
2: mm-hmm. like a saying or something like.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Like here.
2: don't fake the funk on a nasty dunk, kids. You know, <laughs> this is this is my my favorite thing to say. I tell this to everyone that I train. And I only think maybe, like, 30% actually hear me when I say it, but, um, stop passively consuming and start actively tasting is the Mm -hmm. best advice I could give anybody. Um, Matt Tinhouse who owns Fortune Teller, me and him went to, uh, I think it was a wedding, and we went to the Silver Ballroom afterwards, Mm. and I watched the dude take tasting notes on a stag ice, you know? Mm. And, like, he has a little notebook where he just writes stuff down, and, Mm. He he knows what it is, but I mean, that guy knows beer extremely well, and Mm. it's always fun to talk to him. It is, yeah. uh, Yeah, Stag on tap is pretty nice. I always like stag on tap. I love stag, yeah. Mm. Until I fell in love with Coors Banquet, stag was the the constant in my uh, Mm. my fridge. Now Mm. the banquet took over, but Mm. it's just so so good. I can't help it.
1: Mm. (laughs) I like that. Good saying, good saying. Tony, thank you so much. Yeah, this is you. super yeah, fun. very,
3: cool.
1: very I'm cool glad talk, you could man. finally for make that. it. Yes. Thank you. I'm Christine Guthrie with We Eat Stuff, and you've been listening to another episode of We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. I would also like to encourage everyone to join our Patreon page, which you can find at patreon.com slash we There... You can become a sponsor of this podcast and all the work we do and be rewarded with cool stuff. We appreciate your support. Please join us next week for another interview. But in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Bye, guys. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.